Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Hello. It feels like it's been forever, and I'm glad to be back with uh, Marty Baran here on Sabres Live. I feel like we're still a long ways apart, though, Marty. It's not like we're getting closer as the season is inching towards launching with the Prospects like... Challenge in the middle of the month. Uh, we got plenty of time for that, Duffer. You enjoy you sure? where okay. you are. I'll enjoy where I am. Actually, I uh, thank you for the two Canadian Heritage or Buffalo Sabres Heritage Minutes yesterday that you provided us. They did, were awesome. Did you awesome. put music underneath them? We did not. We just played it as as, as it was with Nats. Natural did you sound, find a, that's it. Did you find a picture of the Queen, at least? No, did not find a picture of the Queen. Oh. Did tell a story of the Queen. We talked about the Queen a little bit. Did not want to go into my success or lack there is against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, so I did not go into that at all. You um, had zero as a member of the Sabres. Exactly why. I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't there, want to talk was, about no, it. No, but there was none. It wasn't a well, lack I didn't of success. Play. I, you never they didn't come, <laughs> Yeah, they didn't come in the league until uh, I was with the New York Rangers. My first game in Winnipeg, I won. But then after that, um, I don't think it was great. I remember a Dustin Bufflin goal, two-on-one over my right shoulder, that uh, prompted uh, John Tortorella to yell at me in front of the whole team the next day on a video session that I had to make a save. Make a save! And then the, the old man yelling at Cloud, make a save! I'm trying to! What do you think? I want Bufflin to score? Like, come on. But anyway, uh, so, but I also want to uh, tell everybody who dropped off their kids first day of school for many, many in Western New York today uh, at the bus stop in East Aurora. It was packed with people, parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, the kindergartners or the first graders going. Uh, and as it always is in our family, there's always a little bit of a uh, mishaps uh, the first day of school because we're always trying to do pictures and there's dogs and there's cats and there's coffees and there's all of that. Well, my uh, one daughter got in the car and my other daughter put our coffee cup right there and it spilled all down her pants. And then oh, she no. ended up being late to school because you cannot go to school with you know, coffee stained pants. So she had to go in and pick a new outfit, which uh, is the first day of school for us. We're so lucky doing what we do. The pants really don't matter. Yeah, they don't. And, and just to be sure people know, if you're watching on MSG, 99% of times I am wearing pants. And I am today. They're shorts, obviously, but they're, uh, they're, they're pants. They are. And even when we're at the arena, even with all those people that can see what you're wearing, 
I think Razor helped change the game for us in this regard. You know, he was one of the first to just go sneakers with yes. whatever, you know, with that, whatever suit he but was he wearing. He stands and, in and, between the benches a lot. So you need comfort yeah. in the bottom, you know, of your body. Yeah. So I think we've all taken that and then maybe taken it. Well, I mean, think my goodness of playing in the empty arena during COVID. Well, like, we couldn't wear no pants because it was so cold. We had no. to wear three layers snow of pants. pants is what we yeah, we had snow pants. But I'll tell you this, people like you should talk to longtime news anchors, like six o'clock news, 10 o'clock news, 11 o'clock news, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like they wear shirts and ties and jackets, the men do anyway. And a lot of time they just wear sweatpants or shorts or whatever mm-hmm. underneath. Like you don't see below the desk. Well, we're diving a little deeper into the Sabres and specifically J.J. Paterka today. Yes. For no good reason other than we can. It's Sabres Live. We can do whatever producer Jeff wants us to do. And that was one of the first names that, uh, you know, he prompted us with today. And I think it's it's a really fun month to do this um, because of the uncertainty among Buffalo's forward ranks with the Jack Quinn absence to start the year, but also with the number of players that are going to be vying for positions on the big club. Our high-ranking draft prospects are likely to be in Rochester at the start of the year, could surprise during training camp, could go back and compete for Canadian Major Junior Player of the Year. Like, there's, there's a lot of talent in this system, and I think J.J. is not one that we have talked about extensively, but he's fascinating because... I think when you look at his growth curve mm-hmm. at the levels that he's been at already, just for example, right? You think back to how he showed himself for Germany at the World Juniors when yes. all hockey eyes were on that tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Again, it was a terrible time globally, but it was an opportunity for people to really fixate on that tournament in front of it was no fans, wasn't it? It that was one, no fans. That, that one was no fans. So, you know, he ends up with 12 points in eight games in the, in that world. Junior. Tim Stutzla, of course, was his running yep. mate and, and he was dynamic. Um, you think back to this most recent world championships. He had another breakout. And again, so these are all moments where he's got enough experience behind him that whatever level he is at, he can figure it out and start to excel. So this year at the world championships, Eight games. Was it eight games? Uh, this year, the World Championships, it was 10 games. He had six goals and 12 points. Mm-hmm. And then, but even on the heels of last year, and all the discussions we, like, sorry, the previous season when he was in Rochester, all the talk with Michael Pekka yes. and Seth Appert, right? He went through that whole year. Then what did he do in the playoffs? 12 points in 10 games. So you're seeing a very consistent sample size of what he can do when the stakes get raised, as long as he's got a little bit of experience. So I think based on that rather lengthy setup, there's a lot of directions you can focus on here with JJ and how he does take that next step. So here's the thing with JJ. And when I do these player profile and I dive in the numbers and I look at the, the, the regular numbers, the goals assist, uh, you know, and power plays and whatnot. And then you dig into more of the numbers, shot percentage, shot from the slots. How do you get your chances? Where is your expected goals? And where is your expected to actual goals, actual to expected goals? Like there's a lot of different things here. But I also, with JJ, want to 
be a little cautious because the last time that JJ played with his peers of the same age was at the World Juniors. And that's a short tournament, right? I mean, it could be, and I'm, I'm only saying that because the same age, like yeah. even at the AHL level, like if you're 20, like there's 28, 29, 30 year olds there. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm saying like he's a young professional hockey player. Mm-hmm. But when you go back to him playing with the same age group for a full season, not just a tournament where it's two and a half weeks, three weeks, and you know, you could get hot, you can get cold, you don't know. But the last time that he played with his age group, he was actually 16 years old playing in the 19U team. You know how many goals he scored that year in 48 games? 45. He had 45 goals in 48 games. You know, the biggest thing people are going to say is, well, JJ Paderka is not a goal scorer because so many times this year we're like, man, can't hit the, can't hit a sucker net. Like can't hit the net or hits a goalie in the chest. Like he's not a goal scorer. Well, the last time he played with his age group, a full season, 45 goals in 48 games in Rochester, he still had 28 goals in 70 games as there was a young pro. He all needs in some, the second half. All in the second half. You're absolutely right. He like, had like three goals at Christmas. He, he needs time. And being at the NHL level is going to be even more magnified for a player like JJ that can score and should score more than 12 goals, which he had last year, but he needs time. So then you start digging in some of the numbers and, you know, I've got some positive ones. I've got some negative ones. We just got to kind of put it all in the blender and see where it goes. I love this discussion. I didn't think, I mean, we love all the player profiles and things like that. And we're, we're going to spread them out here over the course of this month. I mean, before you know it, Marty, we're less than three weeks from an actual NHL preseason game, you know, yes. like that's crazy, but we actually have prospects challenge in nine days from now as part of fan fest. And again, there's so much to get into organizationally, as far as the hype for the season, the theme nights, both in Buffalo and Rochester that we'll dive into. Oh, and we have a little side battle going on today, right? Ooh, what is it? Amherst single game tickets are on oh, yes. sale. Yes. Pre-sale right now. They go fully on sale tomorrow. But if you use the pre-sale right now, you can use the promo code Duffer. Oh. Or you could opt for some random Amherst Hall of Famer Marty B. So okay. I'm really curious. I can't wait to get the analytics from the pre-sale here and see which promo code was used more. This yes, is the ultimate this or that right there. Or as Terry Martin likes to say, this and that. Like, Terry, this or that. He goes, no, this and that, this and that. <laughs> I love so that. that's the ultimate this or that. Either you use Duffer or you use Marty B for promo code for the pre-sale for Amherst single game uh, yeah. tickets right now. Yeah. And it, again, that's. I get so excited talking about this, not the pre-sale code, although the code is cool, <laughs> but the idea that the Sabres are starting the regular season on October 12th, the Amherst have the home opener the next night, the Sabres play again the next day. It's like, give me three and three, like, just give me that opportunity to dive yeah. in here with everything that we're talking about right now. And that's why JJ is almost the perfect example to discuss organizationally right now. He's lived it. He's grown through it. He excelled at the AHL level, and now he's had his feet wet. And yet, he's got this unique, different experience ahead of him because in all likelihood, he's going to have a different line mate. Mm -hmm. Well, we know this, obviously. The bulk of his time at 5-on-5 last year was spent with Cousins and Quinn. Yes. So when we put out the poll at Sabres Live today on X, 
Um, you know, we want <laughs> we want to know. See how I caught that? We we want to know the range that you expect Paterka to fall into. He put up a dozen goals last year, had 32 points, very decent season. But there can be more. There presumably will be more. So is he going to be in that 16 to 20 range, the 21 to 25 range, the 25 plus? Where do you think he's going to land? So that's out there for you on X to answer. And we'll obviously fill in the content from that stamp, you know, some of the responses here a little bit later on. But I, I, love... I, I answered the question. I answered the question. I don't oh. know if I want to tell everybody yet. Yeah, don't uh, do that. But uh, you're an influencer after all. I also wanted to know because you have to answer the poll to see the results. Right. So I wanted to know where we were at with the results. So that's kind of why I answered the poll. But um, I'm looking at it right now. And more than 50 percent of our audience is thinking 21 and over. So Uh that's, uh, you know, a glass half full type of audience we got going on when it comes to J.J. Paterka. Okay, so Quinn didn't even get to 20 last year, and yet the team had five 20-goal scorers. Yes. I think it's very logical that in a full season, you would be adding Quinn and Paterka to that to get up to seven, right? There's Dalene? no. What's that? How about Dalene? Well, Dalene he certainly was to... trending, and that's a wild-card question that you're going to have every year <laughs> because it's very, very rare that you have defensemen score 20 consistently. Can he? Sure. Will he do it three times in his career? Probably. I would take that bet. But I can't yes. count on it every single year, right? But the good players, like Paterka as a forward, you need to start counting on it. You need to expect every year we're going to get at least yes. this from him. So I would think that he absolutely falls into that 20-plus category this year based on, again, him figuring it out. But take it a little further for us. Like what, okay, well. What, 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 you know, because you were, you were hinting at there's some good, there's some areas to work on, and I'm assuming that that means some analytics drive you with, into these opinions either way. Absolutely. So the biggest thing to look at, I mean, you can look at just straight how many goals, how many shots on goal, right? When you look at JJ Paterka, uh, you know, he did shoot the puck enough, but, you know, where was those shots coming? And we'll talk about it. But more importantly, if you dive in, you know, every shot is given a value. And at the end of the season, you add all these values and you say, how many goals should you have scored? Right. And this year, as we talked a lot about the Buffalo Sabres, they outperformed the expectations a lot when it comes to scoring goals. If the at the end of the night they were supposed to score three goals, well, often they scored four. Often they outscored their expectation. Now, there was six forwards, Duffer, that underperformed their expectations this year. Okay, can you name those six forwards? That underperformed? Underperformed the expectations, yes, when it comes to scoring goals. Well, we only have basically four. And it's hard because minutes. some of them maybe weren't here all season. So Yeah. And we but, we only get about 42 minutes full of content. So I don't want to spend it guessing on the six. So why don't you tell me the six? Okay. So one of your favorite one is Rasmus Asplin. Underperformed is goal scoring from where fair. he was shooting. Tyson Jost is another one. Caloposo. Yeah. Jordan Greenway, short sample, but Jordan Greenway. Caliposo outperformed his expectations the year before and mm-hmm. underperformed them this past season. Vinny Henestroza. So Aspen, Jose, Oposo, Greenway, Henestroza. You would expect that. Like, they're not goal scorers. They're not going to. But J.J. Paterka is the sixth member on that list. He was actually in the middle of it. So for everybody that says, well, J.J. couldn't, again, hit the side of a barn with a slap shot and couldn't put it in the net. Well, the numbers tell you that he couldn't. 
You're right. Absolutely right. The eye test, the numbers come together. There were six forwards that underperformed their expectations. JJ Pekurka was one of them. Could that change in a season that can change? Definitely. At least he's getting the opportunities. At least he should have been with those numbers at 19 goals last year. He wouldn't have got to 20. But if he had performed to the expectations, he would have been at 19 goals, not 12. That's, uh, you know, a minus seven. That's a good number. But I, I, I really feel that that needs to be factored in with when you think of J.J. Paterka and where he's going to be moving forward next year. Could you go above expectations now? Presumably the greatest question in the history of the world as it pertains to all topics is why. Okay. So why do you think J.J. had those struggles based on everything we know that he's capable of, especially when you think of the rhythm that he and Quinn had in the AHL when it comes to taking advantage of odd man situations. Paterka, you know, maybe for uh, lack of a better term, he just didn't look super confident in the times he got power play looks for me. Yes. Um, I do think he also is an incredibly creative player. And those are things that we have to adjust to watching him play with other guys. Like he, I mean, him and Quinn pulled off some magic, magical passing plays together too. So I think that needs to be factored in as far as the, the overall lack of goals that he did produce. But what, what, how would you answer the why with Paterka at this stage of his career as a 21 year old? So the why for me is where he's shooting the puck from. Mm -hmm. uh, JJ Paterka from the slot when taking shots from the slot. Okay is ninth on the Sabres forwards last year, the amount of shots from the slot. Like you think of every forward that should be playing top nine, you know, Thompson, Skinner, Cousins, Tuck, Quinn, Olofsson, Middlestat, and Oposo all had all more shots from the slot than J.J. Paterka. If you're J.J. and you're having a hard time to score, what do you need to do? You got to get to the middle. You got to shoot more from the middle. He had only 69 shots from the slot. Last year, less in than one 77 game. games, mm -hmm. that's less than one per game. You got you got to be above that, right? I, I okay, it's gonna be hard. You're comparing to Tage Thompson, but Tage Thompson had 159 shots from the slot. I okay. mean, that is more than twice the number. What did Alex Tuck have? Alex Tuck had 110. Okay, I saw an interesting line earlier when we were diving in on Paterka that, that had him as far as like individual high danger chances for. Yeah. And it was very similar to Tuck, which means Tuck probably exceeded expectations as far as cashing in on some of those. But I also see, for good reason, I think, Paterka being able to grow into a confident Tuck-like player and take those opportunities and be more successful with those opportunities from the high danger position. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. And maybe that's also a dynamic with the line, right? Because of Tage Thompson, Tuck and Skinner always being in motion and mm -hmm. Thompson not being a, well, not being a true center. I think we can all say he's a true center, but when they got into the offensive zone, Everybody was going after Pox. Everybody was in the slot. Everybody was on the half wall. I think with Quinn, Paterka, and Cousins, you had a little bit more of a defined role when it came to their their positioning in the offensive zone. Quinn is more of a shooter. He's going to be the one in the slot a little bit more. Cousins maybe also. And JJ was more of a net front presence. Here's the other stat that was interesting to me. Is now, if you look at the inner slot shots, 
right? So you take the slot shots and then you break it down to when they're even closer to the net. JJ Paterka was eight on the Sabres with 28 inner slot shots, but he had five goals on those 28. So he had eight goals from the slot, but five of them were from the inner slot. So five of his eight um, goals were actually from right around the crease. So could JJ build himself a bigger house in front of the net and say, this is where I'm going to be. And this is where I'm going to have a lot of success because when he backs out, he doesn't have the success. If he's 30 feet away, 35 mm -hmm. feet away, he doesn't have as much success as if he's 10 feet away. Now people are going to say, well, duh. I mean, the closer to the net you get, the better a chance. Yeah. But Tage Thompson can score a lot more from 35, 40 feet out. Jeff so Skinner can can't. And so, so Jeff Skinner has to be closer. Right. And so can most of the game's elite one-time goal scorers, right? They can be above the face-off dot and still find a way because their their shot is, you know, you know it from your the position that you played. Like, uh, you may think you have it, but you don't. And that's why you see guys end up with 600, 700 goals like Ovechkin. Everybody knows where Ovi's shooting from. He doesn't have to be super close to the net, but he still scores. Yeah, well, Tage Thompson last year had 36 goals from the slot. Eight, 19 of them were from the inner slot. We know Tage Thompson can get around the goalie and really in tight. But mm -hmm. that leaves him with 17 goals from outside of the inner slot, from distance, but still in the house. Yeah. J.J. Paterko had only three. Like, there's Tage Thompson who had 17 and J.J. Yeah. Paterko three. Okay, well, maybe Thompson's not a great example. Let's move on to uh, Victor Olofsson. Victor Olofsson had... 15 goals from outside of the inner slot. Again, a great shooter can score from out far, but you get sometimes players don't score from there. They got to get in a little tighter. I think JJ, if I read the tea leaves correctly, will never be the guy that's going to beat goalies clean from out far, but mm -hmm. could get in a lot tighter and build himself a nice condo right in front of the goalie and, and find those, uh, those, those quicker inner slot opportunities. Okay, for whatever reason, and we just saw an extensive highlight reel of JJ's season here on MSG, I do see him as a big threat off the rush. And off the rush doesn't always mean that you're going to end up shooting from in tight. You can pick your spot, use your decoy if it's an odd man rush, that kind of thing. Do you agree that you see Paterka as a, as a real rush creator and rush you know, chance guy? Okay, well, I was going to talk about the defensive side maybe later because there's a part of the, the overall game of a player that comes from the defensive side. Mm -hmm. I think J.J. Paterka, when you look at zone entries last year, was sixth on the Sabres in controlled entries. So that leads to me that he can carry puck through the neutral zone. He can carry it into the offensive zone. He has gotten a lot of rush chances. And so that, to me, is a positive. Somebody that can control the play through the neutral zone, enter the zone, and create a chance. Mm -hmm. So that is a positive for J.J. Paterka. And, you know, getting the speed and the power to back off a defense and to break out of your zone, J.J. has that. So, yes, I do believe that that's, uh, that's fair to say that J.J. will continue to get rush chances because the numbers show that as well. The, the, the highlights we've shown show that, but the numbers show that as well. Who else is on that list of zone entries? Because I'm curious more specifically from how many might be defensemen, because we know that in the future, presumably, hopefully for the next 10 years, it's going to be Darlene and Power that are going to be catalysts in this. But sometimes you also get sneaky good defensemen who yeah. quietly go about it 
And, you know, they sometimes don't even pick up secondary assists on the play. So who's in that list of six that Paterka finds himself on? They're all forwards. Uh, okay. Obviously, the ones that you would expect. Tate Thompson, Alex Duck, Dylan Cousins are top three. Casey mm-hmm. Middlestat yes. is fourth. He, does, he doesn't He does get the puck out of his zone with a lot of speed. But once you get it to him in the neutral zone, he knows how to enter the zone by delaying, by changing the approach, the speed. And Jeff Skinner uh, is sixth. So you got Thompson, Tuck, Cousins, Middlestat, Skinner. Then it's Paterka. Then it's Quinn. Um, mm-hmm. Funny enough, you talk about the defense. I mean, you got to go to Owen Power at 13 to get a defenseman mm-hmm. and then Dallin at 14 to get a defenseman in zone well, entry. Yeah, it makes sense, obviously, because they're behind the play. You're, you're, yes. you're, 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 you're and when going... they get an entry, it's like, wow, look at him up the rush. But the yeah. numbers are not there. They're never going to be there typically. Yes. But it was more just the way Don Granado's team plays that gets you excited thinking about those players when they do join the rush and take advantage of that space in the zone, what comes from it. But you've just hit on something that is now most important, potentially, to the Paterka discussion that we're having here today. You mentioned the name Casey Middlestat, and things changed at the end of last year because of the Thompson injury. And we're asking you today, what do you think Paterka's goal-scoring upside is this year? What number is he going to land at? Well, the other question that ties in with this is, do you see Paterka married to Cousins for the bulk of the time, regardless of whether Quinn's in the lineup or not? Or is this another player, Middlestat, that Paterka could maybe find a fit with here as both of them continue to evolve in their careers. I think Cousins and Paterka and and whenever Quinn returns and we'll see how that's going to, you know, be and when it's going to be. I, I think I like that unit together and I think they can grow together, not just for short term, a year or two, but long term. Uh, but right now I do like the Casey Middlestat kind of positive nature that we all have because he finished strong and, mm-hmm. you know, there was a really down kind of moment for Middlestat halfway in the season last year. And then it picked up and everybody was like, hey, Casey, that's the way that's the way we want him. I think there's a maturity that's there. And I think there's an opportunity for Casey to say, hey, let me get top six minutes and let's see what happens. That's why Middlestat. That's why Olofsson. That's why Savoy. That's why Kulik. That's why Roseanne. That's why all those guys are looking at that Jack Quinn spot and saying, I want it. That's top six minutes right there. But I do believe Paterka and Cousins are going to be together. And just quickly, Duffer, because when you ask about the uh, rush chances, I had to do a little bit of clicking on a couple of buttons to be able to revamp my page. Last year, on the rush, J.J. Paterka was tied for fourth in the uh, with the Sabres on the amount of chances on the rush that he had he was tied with Jack Quinn actually and the three ahead of him Thompson Cousins Tuck so if you put Cousins Paterka and Quinn on the same line and and again that's why they work so well together they were three of the top five chances of the rush with the Buffalo Sabres last year think of Paterka's growth this year. And granted, this would be earlier on than what Middlestat was able to achieve. But can you imagine if Paterka, and I don't know if it's that far of a leap, but if Paterka jumped to Middlestat's point total last year, 59, he'd be going from 32 to 59. He'd be almost doubling his point total. I think everybody would sign up for that right now, right? 
a hundred percent. And I think then the goal numbers would probably be in that 20 range, 20 to 25, maybe. Yeah. So um, that would, that would be kind of in the middle and the the biggest piece of the pie right now, when the fans answering on Twitter or X, whatever you want to say it, um, it is that 21 to 25 right now. That's the biggest piece of the pie uh, on the survey. JJ Paterka, 21 years old. And to this point in time, as a pro, with the Sabres and Amherst has 100 points in his career in 149 games played between Buffalo and Rochester, excluding his playoff run with the Amherst. And we're asking you today, where do you think he's going to end up goal scoring wise? 10 to 15, 15 to 20, 21 to 25, which is narrowly leading right now, or 26 to 30. And I believe 26 to 30 would also incorporate anything higher than 30. Uh, Right now, that's, uh, you know, a percentage that people are probably less bullish on. But uh, let's keep in mind that a very young, still Dylan Cousins topped the 30-goal plateau last year as well. So with the way this team plays as one of the best offensive outfits in the NHL. When did Cousins go from 13 to 31? Ding, 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 ding. Like, these are valid thoughts to have about a number of players in the Sabres slash Amherst organizations right now. Uh, quick news update from around the league. Coyotes have announced multi-year contract extension for GM Bill Armstrong. That's probably because of the uh, uh, noise that they made at the draft. Yeah, they what were they, what were they supposed to do at the draft? What was the headline, the NHL.com headline? Oh, I don't remember. Other than the fact that they keep wearing the same jacket. Oh, they were going to do some damage. That was it. They were going to do some damage, damage. yeah. And (laughs) and look, Bill Armstrong had the quote of the year when it comes to uh, the Arizona Coyotes. I'm not here to build a rink. I'm building a team because it's all about building an arena and playing in the mullet arena. He's like, I'm not here to build a rink. I'm here to build a team. Foreman Bill, yeah, put that hard hat on and build the rink while you're at it. So he's got the (laughs) extension, and we have extended ourselves a little too far here in this first segment. But we'll break on this note. Theme nights are unveiled, and we know how many black and red nights there's going to be for the Sabres as far as the Goathead jersey. That's going to be 15 times next year. But Home Opener kicks everything off as far as the theme nights are concerned. We conclude with Fan Appreciation Night, and we have endless games in between to catch your attention beyond what is the on-ice product of the Buffalo Sabres this year. So head to sabres.com for that. Single-game tickets are on sale now. We're back after this on Sabres Live, WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. 
You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. J.J. Paterka consumed a lot of our conversation in the first half hour. You want to switch gears? Do you want to stay on it, Marty? Well, I want to bring up one more thing with J.J. Paterka. And and look, we talk about the offense, but there has to be a a role that has to be carved for J.J. Paterka. And maybe he's not a 25-goal scorer. Maybe he's a 15 to 20. But how can he expand the role? And I look at last season. J.J. Paterka played a total of under six minutes of penalty kill time in the season, right? I yes, think- as a matter of fact, he averaged five seconds of shorthanded time on ice per yes. game, which is to say he came off the bench when the penalty was expiring. And that's close, the only way. And, and incredibly, he had twice as much as Jeff Skinner, who was only at two seconds per game. So, uh, but yeah. But again, like, are you thinking of J.J. Paterka being more of a Jeff Skinner? Or are you thinking of J.J. Paterka being more of a could play the penalty kill? I agree. I, I think it's a really good question. What did we but spend the back half do- of last year talking about? The power kill and Shayna and what she... Like, I look... I think Paterka has many numbers of avenues he can go down here to mm-hmm. carve out a bigger role in his career. And that's obvious. He's coming off his rookie season. So yes. I know it goes without saying, but... He's also not a player that was needed necessarily at three on three in overtime. Like he yeah. barely saw the ice in those. Understandable when you already have one of the best offensive wow. teams in the NHL and these guys are going. So you know who you're going to use. But I do think down the road here, these are place, places where he could garner a little bit more time on ice. Shorthanded, maybe Dylan a little bit more said- on the power play. I don't know if the power play time on ice is really going to change that much though. They're just, they have so many players in front of them that even when they use four man forward units on each of their respective power plays, he's probably going to be eighth or ninth in power play time on ice, you know, and this uh, is why the PK is a focal point here. Dylan Cousins like moved up to be a more a penalty killer, got on the power play, did a lot of different things. His ice time went up, his goals went up, right? So how do yep. you find more ice time for JJ Paterka? Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be on the par on the penalty kill, JJ, you need to give me something that says he can get the job done. Mm-hmm. And there's the issues. And I didn't think I was going to find those numbers on JJ Paterka this morning. Uh, when thinking about JJ as a defensive forward, but how many block shots did JJ Paterka have last year? Like, and I'm saying, look, let block shot is guess, a number that that somebody takes up in the press box, and sometimes it 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 goes off your stick or shim. That's a block shot. Sometimes it doesn't. But I, I, can I guess? Yes. I have not looked. I swear, I have not looked. Uh, I'm going to say thirty. Okay, he had 10 block shots last year. Yeah, when I said said 30, I thought that's excessively high. Yeah, We don't see J.J. blocking shots ever. No. So if you're Don Granado and and the coaching staff, you're looking at, well, okay, I need a guy that is going to get in the shot lane, that's going to block shots, that has a natural ability to block shots, right? Because blocking shots is not just... Like, let the puck hit you. You got to get in the lane. You got to know the angle from the shooter to the goalie net. You got to know all of that. Who's the best in the league at it? The Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, yeah. By far. 
all their defensemen. And it doesn't have to be old school selling out. It's stone lanes, sticks and lanes, sticks and lanes, and all their defensemen do it. And that's why they were where they were. That's why I still love Alec Martinez and Braden McNabb and Shea Theodore and all these guys, right? Like, and that's without mentioning their highest paid defenseman, Alex Petrangelo. You have to have players that commit to this. And I'm glad you brought it up because Paterka, and again, it's his first year. He's playing with young players, and sometimes that matchup is not particularly enviable, right? Tage Thompson, you know, was able to take on some of the better matchups, but this is all part of the growth pattern. He was on, Paterka was, for a lot more goals against than he was goals for at five on five. It's as simple as that. 44-4, 57 against. That's a pretty big disparity. Okay. Um, And it's not just on him. But it's a number that we can sit here and concentrate on based on everything you just said about blocked shots and all these things that go into helping him evolve as a player. Here's my most glaring one. So you want to kill penalties, you want to get more ice time, got to block shots. What else do you have to do? When the shot comes and the rebound's on the half wall and you have a 50-50 puck, a loose puck recovery, you got to win it because then you got to send it down 200 feet and you got to get a change, right? So loose puck recoveries last year. J.J. Paterka, 23.4% success rate. One out of four, he was able to get to. Remember when I talked about Victor Olofsson? And I said, Victor Olofsson needs to win more loose puck recoveries. When he goes to the corner, we see Victor Olofsson. We say, he's not going to get that puck. Mm -hmm. Victor Olofsson was a half a percent better than J.J. Paterka last year. 23.9%. J.J. Paterka, 23.4. So if you're J.J. Paterka and there's two areas that you can upgrade and not only let your coaches know by the way that they watch the games, but let the numbers know is you got to block more shots when you have opportunities and you have to win loose puck recoveries in the defensive zone. Because if you don't, you're not going to see the penalty kill. You're not going to be given those opportunities to get more ice time and have a better role. Because as you said, you're not taking Thompson, Tuck, Skinner, Cousins, Quinn when he returns, uh, Olofsson. Like, you're not taking those guys off the power play. So you may not get a chance to play on the power play as much, but you need to find a, a way to play special teams, and the penalty kill may be the better place. Okay, so there actually wasn't much. I, I was mishearing you when you first said it. There actually wasn't much of a difference between Olofsson and um, Paterka there, but who are the ones that do win more, where it's a substantially noticeable difference where you're winning half of them or even more than half if that's so, possible so do we have I that look, I look a lot in loose puck recoveries in the defensive zone that's the number one thing I look about because in the offensive zone um it depends on a lot of different things like is sure. the shot coming where you are can you sustain that but in the defensive zone that is something that I look a lot and obviously you're going to get the defenseman Rasmus Dahlin is number 1 Owen Parr is number 2 there's and there's not a same well, 1,381 is Rasmus Dahlin total recoveries, loose puck recoveries in the defensive zone. He's at 27%, right? Owen Powers okay. at 30%. Like, okay. so that's, well, that, so th- those are, those are numbers that help put it into context for people here. Because even the best defenseman, when you're hemmed in your zone, you're not going to, it, it would be almost physically impossible <laughs> to, yeah. to win that battle. And why is that? What do you hear all the time? You got to outnumber guys. Teams are always going to have that extra four checker on one player. That's yes. that's what creates offense, right? Yeah, and, and the forwards can't... are always quicker in the offensive zone of to course. get the box. So because you're going to have you're that. a cookie monster. 
Yes, right? exactly. And then you're, you're a lot of time the forwards are like the offensive zone players are are moving. The defensive zone players are more standing still. It's harder. But okay, yeah. but this number is one, stuff, number but one on the you, Sabers, I'm number one on the Sabers last year. Yeah, for loose puck recoveries percentage in the defensive zone was actually Jack Quinn at thirty nine percent. That's a really high number, right? That's massive disparity from his line mate. Yes. Yes, because Dylan Cousins, I'm looking down the list right now. Dylan Cousins was at 25 and a half percent. So Jack so Quinn is 14 percent. What, like, what, what is it? Rebound control? Like, is areas that are more favorable for a winger that he, like, this is really interesting that he, oh, that one player I, out of the three could have such a marked difference based on the fact that you, I mean, it's a five man game. You're either in your zone or you're, or you're not, and you're usually I, in it together, you know? I think it's just instincts. Like Jack Quinn has great instincts, right? Okay. And he sees a shot coming in and he's like, I know where it's going. I'm going to be there. It's like a rebounder in basketball. That's you know where the ball, Dennis Rodman in the last dance, right? When he was sitting there and he's like, it's going to bounce this way and it's going to go that way. And he's doing all these hand gestures. Like Jack I Quinn is maybe like that. The next forward of, of substance on the team, right? Is Casey Middlestad at 33%. And then it's right. Alex Tucks at, at 32%. So I'm looking, I'm like, could JJ Paterka get from 23 to 30%? Like yeah. you're not you're not going from 23 to 50%. Get from 23% to 30%. That's all I'm asking because Casey Millsat's at 33%. Quinn's at 39. They're not big guys, but they're smart. They got good sticks. They know where to go. They know how to win those loose buck recoveries, right? Alex Tuck, bigger guy, just uses his body. But if you're JJ Paterka, you want to block more shots and you want to get from 23% to 28, 29%, that would be a major step up. And guess what happens if three or four players do that? But then you're out of your zone a lot faster. You give up and less guess goals. guess what happens? And, yeah. yeah. Less goals less against. Goals. The shots for become far more pronounced in your favor. Like this is all, this is why all these details and percentages that we talk about matter because nobody ever knew how to quantify them, what it meant. It was all just generalizations, right? And it doesn't have to be a dramatically different statistical number at the end of the day. But whenever anything improves incrementally, individually within the team rank, that's how you tell, that's why the Panthers, remember a couple of years ago when they really started establishing themselves yeah. as one of the highest Corsi four teams. Like it wasn't even close for that first 40 games there where they start. I mean, and Carolina has always been good at this. Yeah. That's how you do now it. Getting be, be a little bit better in your ent- exits from the zone. I love this. Thank you for bringing so the it only up. Was player a fascinating of substance, discussion point the there. only player of substance that has a lower percentage than JJ Paterka in the defensive zone, loose puck recoveries is Jeff yeah. Skinner. Like yeah. it's JJ Paterka and Jeff Skinner. After that, you have Hinnestroza, Jeremy Davies, Lucas Rusek, Riley Sheehan. Who cares, right? I mean, that's yeah, but not, they're all small, too small sample size. Too small really samples anyway. Yeah. But it's yeah. Paterka and Skinner. Now Skinner is getting you thirty plus goals. Like that's yeah. the difference. Yeah, hundred percent. It's awesome. Uh, also awesome. The Amerks, uh, their years recently under Seth Appert have been terrific. Their schedule, as you know, has been out for a while. Their theme nights are out for uh, all to see at Amerks.com and um, it's those promo nights. I mean, you can latch onto these games or any of the others as Amherst's single game ticket presale is live right now. It happened at 10 this morning. You can use the promo code Duffer or you can use the promo code Marty B. Yes, indeed. It's all available for you. 
get in on the hockey right now because it is fast approaching and you don't want to miss any of the action. Don't forget, we have Sabres Fan Fest coming up in the middle of the month and the Prospects Challenge at Lecom Harbor Center, which begins on September the 15th. Uh, this and that, this or that, however you want to phrase it, <laughs> it's all next on Sabres Live. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Still not sure I like starting the show at 9 in the morning, Marty, but uh, it's been a fun day so far here on the best coast and i can't wait to be back at alumni plaza on september the 16th because that's when sabers fan fest is happening we'll have sabers players in attendance kids zone dunk tank probably with you and me photo opportunities autograph sessions and more i enjoyed watching you last year put on your goaltending gear once again oh, to take some shots my, uh, from the kids it's still my profile picture on twitter marty's goalie challenge it was amazing. Uh, and uh, i was Getting kids dressed up. I was getting dressed up. It was awesome. It's presented by Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. It returns on September 16th. Head to sabers.com and learn more. Can't wait to see you then. That is rapidly approaching. My goodness, 10 days from now. We promised some dissertats. I didn't promise fill in the blank, but I think we've got both coming up here. So let's close out what feels like a Monday show for me on a Wednesday with fill in the blank. If it were up to us. Hmm. Convenient use of the term us there. I didn't know I was being lumped in on this. <laughs> if it were up to us, the Sabres would wear black and red blank games. Okay, so if it was up to me, the Sabres would wear black and red 10 games. And I know the record last year, 10-1-1, but I think a quarter of your home games, and I would only wear it at home. Don't wear it on the road. Don't give the other teams fans the the luxury of that word at home i would say 10 games although there was somebody on twitter i'm trying to look for his uh, response right now luke here on twitter says 12 games and he would wear the white goat heads eight times so eight Ooh. times wearing the white goat heads and for the black i think it'd be cool to have both colors in the goat head version marty could catch blank footballs now, you're gonna have to blame steve <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Give me all the footballs. Uh, this is this is being being said by an elite kicker. In case you missed that video uh, yeah. just a couple of months ago, but Steven Stamkos put on a show catching not one, not two, not three, not four, but five footballs all wrapped in his arms at one time. Unbelievable athlete, Marty could catch how many footballs well listen i could probably catch an endless list of footballs punted at me it just i wouldn't be able to hold them in my arms as one two three four five like it just mm -hmm. i need my hands i would catch them with my hands not with my body that's what you're supposed to do anyway so yeah i would be much better than steven stemkos i just couldn't have all of them right there blank is your favorite cheap food 
is burgers a cheat food? Like a burger, like am I, even when I played, like if we had room service burgers, grilled cheese and French fries, French fries, that's the one. Poutine, that there you is go. the definition of a cheat food. See you tomorrow <laughs> on Sabres Live from the East and the West. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.